At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. One of those idiots who believe in analytics. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. Of course, a numbers game brought to you by BetMGM. Happy to be with you on a Friday, the first Friday of 2022. I'm Jeff Parles. Ben Wilson is in my chair today. We're going to be slow jamming with Vinny Maliuo in a half hour, as always, as we do on the program on Friday mornings. And uh, Ben, let's get back into this week 18 card. It is, uh, we've talked about it earlier. It is a, a harder card than usual just because of the final week chicanery that we see in the league. Uh, I want to ask you here, Ben, because you're a Packers fan and we seemingly have a ton of Packers fans behind the scenes at this point, or uh, for you uh, on the desk on Saturdays on VEASAN Bet Center, usually with myself and you, on uh, 9 o'clock on Saturday nights Eastern time. If you're the Packers here, you have the one seed clinched. You have the bye. I know Matt LaFleur earlier in the week said, I don't want to go three weeks without my players really playing real snaps. Against a team like Detroit, who isn't particularly good, doesn't have a particularly good pass rush, but they do play hard. Would you be more wary of even bothering with Aaron Rodgers for more than I wouldn't bother more than a quarter. And then you just let Jordan Love play, and this is a perfect scenario for Jordan Love where, okay, let's see what let's see what the kid can do in a scenario where, yeah, we, it's week 18. You're probably not going to play Devontae Adams or Aaron Jones with him. But it's at least a scenario to let the kid play against a team that, even though Detroit's obviously out of it and has been out of it for months and months at this point, you know the Detroit Lions are going to play hard in this game and at least gives Love a chance against an NFL team giving a full effort. By the way, this number has been all over the place. We're now currently sitting at Green Bay Lane, three and a half, with a total of 44 and a half in this one. Uh, we just saw two books move to three and a half even recently, and Circa actually even just popped the three on Green Bay. One quarter's got to be the absolute max. max. There's no way you can go more than that. I mean, like, you think about why this, the, like the whole topic has even come up. I mean, we saw Aaron Rodgers on the uh, the Manning cast Monday night, 
And he brought up 2011, which I thought was, uh, which I thought was interesting that even for him, like that's still a thing kind of in, in his mind, which is of all of these Packer teams that Rodgers has been on, by far the team that had the most talent. That goes best, fi- team, best team, second best team ever not to win the Super Bowl. That goes, yeah, that goes 15-1, and one, and, and the rest of, you know, that was the, uh, the infamous Matt Flynn six-touchdown week 17 game <laughs> against Detroit, which earned him a whole lot of money in Seattle that uh, you know, and never even won the starting job there. But that was a scenario where they sat all the guys, came out, had the bye, and then uh, looked incredibly flat against Eli and the Giants in, uh, in a game I was at at Lambeau Field, zero-degree weather, and they, they got stomped. I mean, they were viscerally out played in that game. Now the Giants were the better team that I mean, day. It was no, not, not even a doubt. Not even that competitive. So it's weird how even Ro- like even Rodgers, at least in the media, is still thinking about that a, a decade later and from, from the sense of wanting to, you know, to play. I, this is a very interesting in-game betting type Oh, deal yeah. Because, like, what will probably happen is Rodgers will be, and Rodgers and all these starters, they will be, you know, they will be active. We'll see, you know, we'll see Sunday. They'll be listed as starters. And I think people are going to, you know, I'm, I'm curious how it, it might even be first half, like, where you see a, a line almost higher in the first half on Green Bay than the full game, if that is even, even possible, just because of that assumption there, Jeff, that uh, he's just not going to be in the whole game. Uh, but in game wise, that's what, like I would only be looking at uh, at Detroit for obvious reasons, and and what we've seen out of Jordan Love, like it is a great you know, opportunity for him to get the reps. But he's we've seen multiple times he's clearly not ready. And as soon as they put him in there, that's the spot where you know Dan Campbell and Detroit's going to play hard. They will keep the guys in the whole way. Like that's that's where you you take a shot. I think uh, on on Detroit there. So you bring up a, you bring up a few things here. First off, Drew Dinsick mentioned this on the program on Tuesday. It would not shock me if we see, let's say, the, the the full game line of this closes three, and the first half is Green Bay laying a touchdown. Would be hilarious. Wouldn't yes. shock me if that happens. Of course, totally backwards, but Aaron Rodgers playing for a half and Green Bay leading at halftime 21-6 to six, wouldn't shock me. Granted, if we remember, back in week two, even though that seems like it was 14 years ago at this point, Detroit was actually leading the Packers at halftime on that Monday night in Green Bay earlier in the year. And the one thing, if you if you can pick one thing that's been consistent with Green Bay, they have started slow in these games. Early in, at least first quarters, they haven't played their best football early in games. So that's why I'm a li- it's a little bit, be tread carefully if you want to go first quarter or first half with a more regular Green Bay line. Uh, of course, Green Bay laying three and a half, or four in most spots right now. I would also look to bet the under here as well. Detroit's not a good enough offense to take advantage of a Green Bay backup defense, even though it looks like Jared Goff is going to go. Campbell earlier in the day said that uh, Jared Goff is probable. So that will be one to look at as well. Again, this whole week is so wonky because it's week 18 in the final week of the season. Uh, you could see a lot of weird things happen. By the way, some some news real quick out of Arizona, and this is something I did not anticipate seeing this year, but, heck, we saw Cam Akers look like he's going to play for the Rams less than five months after uh, an Achilles rupture. J.J. Watt, whose season looked to be pretty much over with that shoulder injury, he's designated, he was designated to return from IR earlier this morning about five minutes ago, actually, by the Arizona Cardinals. So that opens J.J. Watt's 21-day return to practice window. And, look, we saw we didn't expect this, Ben. And Arizona's defense, who I think has been underrated most of this year to begin with, could potentially get a big piece back for the playoffs. 
which would only help. And, of course, the most likely matchup for Arizona, if Chalk holds out in the NFC, Arizona will play Dallas in a 5-4 game. So that's something to look at. Cardinals are six-and-a-half-point favorites against Seattle. John Jansen, who we had on the program yesterday, asked him for his best plays, Ben. His first one out of his mouth was the Seattle Seahawks plus the six-and-a-half, which was a little bit surprising to me. I know you have Arizona in that big money line parlay of yours. This is a game that I'm not – again, in-game betting is going to be very important this week because you will be able to see which teams that are realistically playing for seeding more than anything, how much they care. Now, Arizona is playing for more than seeding potentially. They can backdoor back into the NFC West Championship with a win in an L.A. Rams loss. So I, I, this is a, one that I would only – I want to see how – Arizona's offense moves the ball against that Seattle defense, Ben, because if they're, they're apparently moving the ball, this is probably a game that's going to go way over because I expect Seattle in what could potentially be Russell Wilson's final game as a Seattle Seahawk, I expect Seattle to be able to move the ball not quite as well as they did against Detroit, obviously, last week, putting up 50. But I anticipate Seattle being able to move the ball a little bit in this game. And I, the whole thought too of uh, Arizona, like, don't they just want, like they've been terrible at home this year? They're three and four versus eight and one on the road. Like, wouldn't they just want to stay in the five seed and, and take on Dallas again? Who they just beat last week? I think that's a, a bit of a, a ridiculous presumption to just make. You and I Arizona. agree. Uh, I, like that to me is, and and that is why I, we've we've seen a lot of the momentum. It's felt like in 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 some you know some some thoughts here on all right. Well, you know Seattle. They looked alive. I mean, considering they, they were facing a Detroit uh, defense that I think, Jeff, you and I would possibly have been qualified to at least have taken a couple snaps there. I mean, that was a, a Detroit Borderline. defense with, with zero players left, uh, essentially. Um, and it's, you know, it's why, like, it's why we kind of you know, had to clarify with, that, with the Packer-Lions game of like, yeah, that, there is a pretty massive difference. Uh, when we're talking not only Rodgers to Jordan Love, but also considering what Rodgers, if, if he potentially plays, would have to deal with with that uh, Detroit secondary. So, uh, you know, with the Watt thing, too, like we've seen Jordan Phillips, who's had a you know really nice couple of seasons, and he's, he's been solid for Arizona, but he's been more banged up, and as, as he has had to shoulder more of that load, Jeff, on that uh, defensive front without J.J. Watt, you can kind of tell, like, it. we've focused so much on Arizona offensively and how the efficiency just has not been there over the last few weeks since Kyler Murray's return, but, like, with how good Chandler Jones and with how, you know, with how good Phillips was early, I mean, that is the one thing where, like, we just kind of wrote off, like, the whole Watt, Watt piece of this for the Arizona defense, and because they, they, they need some sort of, I think, a little bit of a lift on that defensive side once they get into the playoffs. Uh, this week, I, I expect, like, for them, with how good they have been defending the past this year, I, don't, I, I certainly expect them to lock down Wilson more. But is there a, a sense here where Wilson and the Seahawks just say, like, screw it, we're just going to start throwing deep to Lockett and Metcalf every time, which is basically what they finally decided last week. Yeah. That, that is the one thing that worries me about Arizona. But I'm not concerned from the scoreboard-watching perspective of this because, like, in what world is, is, are the Rams up, like, 30 in the third quarter? Like, that's just not going to happen. Not happening. I don't think so. You would think not. And, of course, uh, we'll get to the Rams and the uh, 49ers in the next segment in about – Six minutes time, so uh, uh, mark your uh, your timer for that one. But look, Ben, it, it just this week, as we've said, is it, is very difficult, and and you you kind of can see how messed up of a week it is. That the bet that I liked the most on guessing lines on Monday was the Jets getting seventeen in Buffalo at the time. The market actually has kind of cooperated what I what I said on Monday. Because it was 16. Now we're starting to see some Buffalo money come back up to 16 and a half. If that hits 17 again, I think that's worth a play on the Jets. Uh, Buffalo in inclement weather at home, especially. Josh Allen is not 
been particularly good this this year. He wasn't good again on Sunday in inclement weather against the Falcons. He threw two interceptions. He was great with his legs. Buffalo, by the way, depending on what number you got, you either pushed or you lost by the hook. If you had Buffalo against Atlanta on Sunday, if this gets back to 17, this is worth a bet. I think this is even good at 16 and 16 and a half on the Jets getting the points against Buffalo. Again, for Buffalo, their playoff scenario, they win there, the AFC's champ. If they win and Cincinnati loses with their backups in Cleveland, the Bills will move from four to three, which will most likely mean a rematch with the Indianapolis Colts, who, of course, won 41 to 15 back in Buffalo in November, which at the time, Indy was a seven-point underdog in that game, a jarring result where Indy dominated that game, clearly the better team in that one. And as we know, other than Jacksonville, Buffalo has really pummeled bad teams this year. So maybe we'll see. We'll see what effort Buffalo gives. I like the Jets at this point. 16 and a half, 16. If you get 17, definitely take the New York Jets in that one. More on the Week 18 in the National Football League, including the biggest matchup in the NFC and winning in in Vegas. We break those games down next on a numbers game. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you missed any part of the show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows, including Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, this show, a numbers game, and the Lombardi line with VEASAN Best Bets. Download Beating the Book podcast with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we have Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots, which an episode of Short Shots came out earlier this week, and the wide world of Wine Garden as well. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. It is a numbers game here on vcin. I'm Jeff Parles. Ben Wilson with us as well. Vinny Maliulo with us in the next segment. Slow jamming with Vinny will be there. By the way, Ben, I'm going to say this real quick. The last thing that we said, the last thing I said in the last segment was the Jets was a bet that I kind of liked. In a sentence that probably should never be uttered, looks like Braxton Berrios is not going to play. And Braxton Berrios has legitimately been the Jets' best offensive player the last month. So 
Tread a little careful, a little more carefully than we would have a minute ago on that. That just came down from Robert Sala's press conference. Zach Wilson in a frozen, blustery northwest Buffalo tundra. What yeah, could may, possibly we, go wrong? We there, may Jeff? we may need to hold off a little bit, a little bit more than I would have liked on that one. By the way, that number, that total just got bet down to forty uh, at circa. So someone is hammering the under right now, uh, down from forty-one and a half, not too long ago. There. All right, Ben. Let's go to games that have some meaning here. Before we get to Sunday night and before we get to the big one in the NFC, I want to start with Pittsburgh and Baltimore because, the court, of course, the wackadoo scenario of Indy lose, Pittsburgh win, Chargers and Raiders tie, of course, is the scenario that we all would love to see. But the Steelers, who opened six-point underdogs, bet pretty quickly to five-and-a-half-point underdogs. are now five-point dogs here at the South Point. There are some four-and-a-halves out there now as well. Uh, still uncertain of who's going to play quarterback for Baltimore. If you're the Ravens, I think you just stay with Huntley. There's really no point in throwing Jackson out there because the scenario for Baltimore to make the playoffs is very unlikely with the Ravens winning, the Colts losing, the Dolphins have to lose in that scenario as well, and then the Raiders handling the Chargers on Sunday night would be the scenario for Baltimore making the playoffs. But Ben, don't I, 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 I'm going to bet Pittsburgh, and I'm going to bet Pittsburgh outright here uh, just because the way this season has gone, and we know Tomlin has been great on the road in his career as a dog, more than likely the final game in Ben Roethlisberger's career as well. The Steelers are not a good football team. They are not a good football team. They have proven that this year. But yet, Ben... It would make total sense to me with the way how beat up Baltimore is injury-wise. Even though they have played pretty well, all things considered with Huntley, they haven't been able to get over the hump except for that ridiculous Chicago game where, quite frankly, the Bears outplayed them most of the game. It was just that last drive where Huntley found the magic and they were able to win the game on the final drive. I like Pittsburgh to cover the number at five, four and a half, five and a half, whatever number you can get at this point. I like Pittsburgh outright to at least set the stage where if Indy is losing late and Pittsburgh is is winning late, the later night bet more than even just taking the points with the Raiders or taking a flyer on a three-way market with a full game tie. The market that will be influenced the most by the potential early results will be the total of the Raider Charger game that I would imagine will dip precipitously if Pittsburgh is winning late and Indianapolis is losing late, even before those results go final. Where, of course, if you hop in and Indy comes back and wins, you're kind of back to square one on that total yet again. Count the Raiders, though, is team number two of that Raider Charger matchup who have come out and publicly said, we want to win the game for whatever that is worth. Hey, look, what do you you expect them to say this week? They're not going to say, oh, we're going to play for the tie. You know that. The only concern, of course, with this tie, with this whole tie thing, of course, it's the final game of the season. There would, I would imagine there'd be hefty fines if both teams legitimately decided to play to a 3-3 or a 0-0 tie. The other thing has been, if they're trying to make this thing look legitimate and try to get the game to tie, these teams aren't good enough to legitimately find a 24-24 die on purpose. They're not good enough to find that. Because like they would, it would be at a tie game. Max Crosby would, would uh, clothesline Chase Daniel. 
Yes, there we go. Leading Herbert's the, not even in the game. You can put Chase Daniel in the game in putting, that one. Putting the Chargers in field goal range accidentally, and then and then Brandon Staley would would try to like kick on on first and fifteen after taking a delay of game and. <laughs> They'd accidentally make the kick, and yeah, no, you, know, I, they, you know they would screw that. No, up. I, I would, I would be more on the side of that. It's a tie game in over, late in overtime, and Derek Carr throws a, uh, throws throws an arm punt that draws pass interference to get him in range for a Carlson field goal. That would be the scenario I would expect there. But uh, look, that will be something to monitor. If you for that the total on the Raider Charger game, those early results are going to impact, and I anticipate that bet that total will be bet under. With that said, Ben. We'll go to this game right now. If we anticipate non-chaos, let's assume Indy wins, even if it's ugly against Jacksonville, which is a 16-point favorite. That's fair. I think that that's more than <laughs> I, 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 I expect Indy to look tight early and pull away and win that game. Granted, as we talked about yesterday, Indy hasn't won in Jacksonville since 2014. One of the more one of the odder stretches of horrible football against other than one year a team that has been the worst in the league basically since 2014, other than the two New York teams, of course, Indy 15 and a half point favorites right now, the chargers and the Raiders though, Ben, I like the chargers to win this game. Assuming everything is normal here. This is just a bad matchup for Vegas. We saw it in week four. Vegas doesn't really have the defense to compete with those wide receivers on the chargers. And Austin Eckler seems to be healthy again after having COVID two weeks ago. I don't see the Chargers getting slowed down here. I, I would lay the three on the road with L.A. That would be the bet I would make, assuming that we don't get anything really ridiculous leading up to this game. Think about it. who is the last team currently in the playoff picture that the Raiders have beaten. It was... Well, they beat Indy. They beat Indy. I'm sa- Right. I'm saying... <laughs> Before, like going into last week, it would have been Philadelphia. And I think, you know, you come off, you have the amazing win in Indianapolis last week. The issue more on the Vegas side, though, that I've, you know, that I've noticed, Jeff, is that when you have a guy who has been like in Hunter Renfro, who has emerged as this unbelievable wide receiver. Yeah, it's like, been awesome. The game plan now, like, it has to change. And, and you think about what, you know, what the Chargers did back in that, in that game earlier in the year. And they really were able to neutralize a lot of those, you know, a lot of those weapons because, you know, back then, like Renfro probably was still the most productive guy in that game. I mean, he had six for 45 and a touchdown, but they really limited the Chargers did. And that's even with their terrible run defense. It's kind of amazing that the Raiders didn't really run the ball on them in that game, partly because Raiders O-line has been so shaky, but they didn't really allow anybody to get deep on them. They didn't allow Renfro to beat them. And, and that's, that's why I'm with you in a sense, even though the, the large thought on why you would go against the Chargers is, their defense has really gone down another notch. And even in a, in a spot now where their rush defense has been last in the league all season, I still don't trust the Raiders' offensive line here to hold up for a, a whole entire game. And that's what they're going to have to do. I mean, they look great against Indy. Kind of took them by surprise early. Held on late. Had a couple, you know, sort of 50-50 balls go their way, even though Wentz had the ridiculous throw into a million player coverage and get a touchdown out of it. Uh, but I, st- I would still trust the chargers more in, in this spot, even though uh, what, you know, what Tim said earlier, though, the home field is, is kind of interesting here without any charger fans likely uh, in the building, except maybe a, a smattering of them, Jeff. So I definitely would lean on that, uh, that same side, but I don't know that I'm actually going to have a bet on this game. I'm probably going to watch for an in-game spot, a small, uh, a small smattering of powder blue. Yes. Uh, potentially yes. the Legion. I, I do agree with you on that. It will, I, I think environment wise, the Legion, it's going to be close to what it was in the first game, the Monday night game against Baltimore, where there were Baltimore fans that made the trip, but it was a smaller number 
than seemingly every other fan base that came to Vegas this year. Rams and 49ers real quickly here, Ben. I can't make a bet on this game until I know what San Francisco's doing quarterback-wise. I don't know if, if Garoppolo's able to go. I'd be more inclined to play the 49ers. If it's Lance, I don't want anything to do with it. I know Sean McVay has been owned by Kyle Shanahan for whatever reason. Niners have won five in a row, including a non really a non-competitive game on Monday night earlier in the year. Uh, of course, this game means a lot to both teams. The Rams have to win to make sure that they clinch the NFC West because a Ram loss and a Cardinal win would mean the Cardinals backdoor the NFC West championship. And, of course, the Niners, they need to win to get in. If the Niners lose, they would need Atlanta to beat the Saints. So that would be the scenario there that I would like. Um, the only thing that I still kind of like this week, like I said, I like Pittsburgh. I like the Jets, even though I'm a little more tepid on that after the news with Barrios. And we didn't mention it much. The market is saying Atlanta's the side right now from four and a half to three and a half in most spots. I don't know if that's worth a bet at three and a half, even though I will say the Falcons beat the Saints earlier in the year in a similar situation with Simeon. Wouldn't shock me if the Falcons play spoiler and complete what has been a, a an overachieving eight and nine year for the Falcons if they win that game. Slow jamming. Vinny, he's with us next. See what's going on behind the counter behind us here at the South Point. That's next here on a numbers game on VSIN. VSIN has a new great offer to help you make this year your best betting year ever. Our all-new Big Game Big Dance Special provides VEASAN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of our most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. It is a numbers game here on vcin, and we have to play the music. We must. Mayolio's back in town. <laughs> Vinny Maliulo with us, of course. For slow jamming with Vinny. That's right. Every Friday. Every good to Friday. Be with you, Jeff. How are you, I'm, buddy? I'm good. good. You, it's, it's, it's great to see you as always. Appreciate you have, it. You have a good New Year's. Did uh, yeah, New Year's was good. I, I you know, uh, again, happy New Year to the folks out there. It, it's um, and the way it fell this year too, right? With the the days uh, of the week and uh, the the added uh, football that we had. You know, we always had the college football, but now you had the pro football on the weekend as well. So. Uh, great, great weekend, great week of, uh, of action, and really segues into week 18. Still trying to get, <laughs> tr- still trying to get used to saying that. Uh, but again, you know, as we were talking off air, it wasn't so long ago uh, last summer when people were saying, "Boy, are, are you really disappointed in, in no week four of the preseason?" Absolutely not. When you, had, you you can trade week four of the preseason for a regular season. 
another regular season week, there's no comparison. Well, I mean, just from even just a forget the betting perspective, just a pure watching, uh, yeah, a watching perspective right. as well for the casual watcher. But for betting perspective, yeah. I mean, I prefer this. I know there's some sharps that would prefer the extra week of the preseason, but. For, for me, I'd rather have this because of the opportunities, and we were talking about this a little before we got going here, the in-game opportunities this week yeah. should be as good as they've gotten all year, and it's been a pretty good year for in-game betting in the NFL. Well, I think so, Jeff. It's a good point you bring up because I think this week, uh, more than a, a, a normal regular season week, why, why, is that, why is it important? Well, again, if you look at – we were talking about the Packers-Lions game. If you take that as an example where the Packers are now a three-point favorite, what you're handicapping in the game is, in essence, how long is Aaron Rodgers going to play in this game? How much is he going to play? Is he going to play a series, a couple of seasons? Is he going to play a quarter? Is he going to play the first half? Whatever the case may be. The, the, the school of thought is, no matter what happens, the fact that they have the number one seed locked up, he's not going to play the whole game. So at what point do you get involved? Well, on the end game, and that'll be it'll predicated on, of course, what what the score is uh, at the time that he uh, departs the game and things like that. So, um, open opportunities for yeah professionals uh, as well as as casual fans. So I think we'll see a uh, higher percentage, uh, more interest in the uh, the end game this week in week eighteen than a normal uh, a regular uh, week. Well, and then just just looking at these games from the right, the traditional preflop perspective. Look, you ha- you have all sorts of lines that have moved multiple, uh, yeah. moved touchdowns, moved sure. field goals. You saw again there was the one in Minnesota and Chicago where Cousins gets cleared. And Mike Zimmer says, "Oh, he's going to play." Mm-hmm. Immediately vaults the five and a half. You have uh, <laughs> tomorrow night's game, which I would imagine, Vinny, you'll see all, all sorts of. Parlays and, and and teasers and all all that through that, Vinny. We th- this line has basically been this giant roller coaster where Dallas opened three up to seven, now back to four and a half, uh, because of again the world we live in right now, where yeah. you have both teams having COVID issues right now. Well, you have COVID issues also where like the, so and one of the teams like the Eagles, right? The Eagles we know are not going to improve their uh, their their position, right, uh, in, in terms of the playoffs. Or less, Far less than the Cowboys right. can, right? So, um, and the Cowboys have locked up locked up the division. Um, you know, and, and again, I, I love wrapping up the week with, with you guys, with you and Gil, because we can speak to what things were on the beginning of the week when Chrissy Andrews is on at Guest and Lines with, with Gil and yourself and got ahead of things by saying, you know what, we – the, you mentioned that the Cowboys opened three. I think they opened three on like Sunday night, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and so we put the numbers up here at South Point on Monday morning, got ahead of it, and it was seven. And it right. sat there, and it, and it went down to six. And, but now you have all these COVID issues. Here the game is sitting at five now, which, again, once today, once we get a better idea of players and, and who's active, or tomorrow morning especially, then you'll see uh, whether or not this game gets off of the five, and it could go very quickly. So the other part of it is, at, from our side of the counter, and, and a few games have been like this, and the Bears-Vikings game is a, is a clear example, you, you can't be unwilling to just say, hold up on this game for a, a bit, right? Just take it off. Why? Because you want to know. You want 
everybody to know on both sides of the counter. Uh, the other part is it's not like you're going to lose a whole lot of handle, if any handle at all, right? Because people are waiting as well. So in the case of tomorrow's two games, 90% of the money is going to come in late tonight, overnight. We're open 24 hours. And, of course, leading up to the games tomorrow. And don't forget, they're 1.30 uh, and 5.15 hour time, local time. So it's not like we're going to lose out on a lot of handle if you hold up on a game for a, a period of time and say, wait, let's see what's going on and get a better handle on it. And, of course, you mentioned the Saturday games. I would imagine tomorrow you're going to be seeing a lot of Chiefs with with X tomorrow in the, in, oh. in the, in the in-house parlays. Well, you see, so the Chiefs, we know, right, uh, they, they, they have a chance to get the number one seed. Yes. Um, you know, and, and obviously they need help in that regard, right? They need to win, and they need the Titans to, uh, to lose uh, on Sunday. So they want to put the pressure on the Titans. Uh, and by the way, uh, the the biggest uh, one of the uh, the biggest favorites this week is a couple of other games that are you know the uh, the uh, obviously uh, that are big you know the Colts are, are, are a huge favorite uh, as well as the Bills. But if the Chiefs uh, you know uh, going to take care of business, they'll be. I can tell you this: the Chiefs will be in quite a few, if not uh, just about every ninety percent of the the money line parlays. Anybody that's going to bet teasers, uh, general public will, will tease the uh, the Chiefs down. Uh, but then, you know, the other factor is, you know, the Broncos, lame duck coach, maybe so, but the players have a lot of pride. Guys are playing for their jobs, and uh, they're going to they're gonna play. Uh, they'll play for themselves uh, 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 more so than, uh, than the, the coaching staff as well. So, um, you know, it's going to be uh, – it'll be – these games will be, will be the, uh, the, the starting point. We didn't have a Thursday night game this week, so we got two on Saturday that will get the things jump-started. Absolutely, and again, the uh, the the three football games tomorrow, including that FCS championship game. I can't forget, can't forget that, Vinny. That start, hey, that starts your three team, uh, your your three te- three game uh, football public parlay that will eventually so show up. You're going to be the uh, you're going to be the the ask the obligatory Gill question. What percentage uh, uh, tomorrow is going <laughs> to? I love <laughs> I love Gills. So many. What percentage? In honor of Gill, we got. <laughs> you know. I'll, I'll say this more than uh, a normal FCS. More than normal, I would right? say. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, it'll be tied in. But uh, the NFL, will, will of course, be king. Just blast it. So, Vinny, I want to ask you this. Yeah. And we might have to carry this over to the next sure. segment because the social media has been ablaze with this potential scenario where the Raiders and the Chargers could both t- could tie their game on Sunday with a Pittsburgh win and a Jacksonville win, and both the Raiders and the Chargers would both get in with a tie. Now, right now, that game has the highest total on the board this week at 49 and a half. Mm-hmm. You guys have uh, – you still have 49 and a half. 49 and a half there yeah. is some 50 that is out there. Yeah. I, I'm just curious, if Pitt, at what point on Sunday, if Jacksonville and Pittsburgh are winning their games, do you think that people are going to start coming in and betting that game under? Well, I think, I think it, it depends on how, how the public in particular drives it, right? right. So anybody that's – look, I've, I've said this quite often, right? You know, you go to the games or you're watching the games and you hear that, that the chant of, you know, defense, defense. Let me tell you something. They're lying. They're not true. <laughs> they don't want defense. Okay? Fans will go to – they want offense. Why? Because they got a ticket on the over. So 
who would get involved with the under? Uh, probably pros, pro betters would wait to see how the public drives this game. And, right. and, and you've got the luxury of, of the game being the, the prime time game. On the final Sunday, game of the day. Right. So um, it, it depends really on, uh, you know, how, the, how much the public. If, if this game gets to 51, let's say. And again, what's el- what else is going to drive that is what's carried over to it from uh, Saturday and, of course, uh, the morning and afternoon games. So, well, then, then, then you'll see the pros say, "All right, now it's time." To, now it's time. To, yeah. Now, now it's time to bat yeah. this thing down. Yeah. So on Sunday, yeah. Vinny Maliulo, or Maolio, as we call him here, every once in a while. Uh, Vinny's going to stick around. One more slow jam and segment to end the week here on the Numbers Game on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer in the College Football National Championship. Simply place a $10 money line wager on the game, and if either team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy the college championship like you never have before and earn M Life rewards that you can redeem at any MGM resort and download the app now. Or go to BenMGM.com and one more time, use the bonus code VSIN200, that's V-S-I-N-200, to win $200 in free bets. If either team scores a touchdown in the national championship game, visit BenMGM.com for terms and conditions. It's a new customer offer only, and all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards are issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER and the promotional offer not available in Mississippi nor Nevada. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. We're slow jamming with Vinny. Take a sip of bourbon there, Parlay, <laughs> after that read. Good job. A little, 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 almost a little too early. 20 minutes from now? Yeah, maybe. I'm done it, for the day. Have it, put it in your tea. <laughs> Why not? It gets, it gets, it go uh, go full, uh, full John Daly on a... Uh, on a uh, on a Friday morning, Vinny, we were talking about this off the air. Yeah, Monday night, of course, is the national championship mm-hmm. game in college football. Handle wise, of course, you would. This will be of par with 
a good amount of early round NFL playoff games. No would, doubt, no doubt bet? about it. I mean, let's let's remember this: this game is is going to have th- this weekend of NFL's games going to it uh, in live multi multi leg uh, wagers, but it's also going to have Week 17 some some Week 17 live tickets going to it. Um, there's no NFL Monday night game, so Monday night game always has a lot going to it uh, in a normal NFL week. We've said all along, though, that this game between uh, Georgia and Alabama, which, by the way, again, went very quickly from uh, Georgia two and a half uh, to where it is now at three. (laughs) Jeff, the thing about it is that uh, between the semifinal games and this game, they're as big as uh, NFL games when it comes to handle. But but you book them that way. People bet them that way, and you want to respect that. Uh, And uh, you you want to book these games that way. And, And these two teams... Um, as popular as they've been all season, you know, we have public teams in the NFL that we talk about uh, oftentimes. Well, Alabama, and in recent years, Georgia, those are public teams in, in college football. And they're the top two teams in terms of the power rating all season long. And so uh, Monday night's game is going to be a, a, a tremendous, uh, tremendous handle, no question. And you just look at it, Vinny. Uh, again, we saw last year, for the most part, it was – the the obviously the Super Bowl is going to be the number one individual handle yeah. event basically till the end of time. After right. that, you're you're really looking at conference championship games in the NFL, a select divisional weekend game, and then this. Yeah, I mean for single events for yeah. sh- for sure. I mean obviously, of course March Madness. March is a Madness is two and a half weeks, and and from a you know a sustained betting standpoint, it it it's it's over you know here in the state of Nevada, it's about three hundred fifty million dollars. You know so. Uh, but again, from uh, from uh, the single most wagered event of the year is the Super Bowl, and that also includes all the props. It includes the futures uh, that you've had up for a year and things like that. But you've had these futures up for a year, and again, when you've got these kinds of teams, these public teams in uh, in terms of Georgia and Alabama. Oh, and by the way, who just met recently uh, in in the SEC title game? So there's that element too, and you tie in the last two regular season weeks of the NFL season. Oh, and by the way, uh, Monday, you know, by Monday we'll have the, the first round of the you playoffs. Tie, you so, tie in the playoffs. You know, <laughs> so why, why not? And uh, so, yeah, this, uh, these are going to be, uh, this game is going to be a, a fun game. I, and, I hope, and we hope for a good game, right? Let's face it. I mean, you know, the other two games were blowouts, but it didn't, they didn't disappoint in terms of the handle. And Vinny, I would imagine too that, looking just at money lines, just money lines in, in perspective. And this is something, mm-hmm. if you're new to betting, you may not realize this. Super Bowl, obviously, those money lines will tighten off of what they normally should be. Well, Would you imagine seeing this in this scenario, sure. too? I mean, typically, so you're talking about the straddle, and right yes, now we exactly. use a, a 20 a twenty cent straddle here. Uh, typically for Super Bowl, we use it, uh, you know, we get to that week of, and it's a 10 cent straddle. Uh, you'll see, and by the way, you, you, it, since yesterday, when I was on with uh, Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher, this number's come down five cents. This was uh, Georgia uh, 150 yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's down to 45. You're going to see a lot of Alabama money line action on this game. There's no question about it. Uh, the folks will say, listen, you know, I like Alabama. Do I like them plus the point? Yeah, well, I think it's close enough to where they're going to win the game, and I'm going to take plus, in this case now, uh, presently $1.25. So, um, but, uh, yeah, for for certain – uh, you'll see, and and you know what you're going to do that kind of volume. So you, that's if you're going to tighten up your straddle, 
do it when there's when there's volume because you know the business will, will dictate it and it'll be there. I don't think volume is going to be a problem for this. No, kid. it's not. Not at all. Don't don't think so at all. Vin, Vinny, just uh, again, it, it, this is a very different year than usual, obviously, for the traditional wintertime sports mm-hmm. because the NHL had to pause on its own. College right. basketball, almost sixty percent of mm-hmm. the programs have had a pause or are currently on pause. The NBA is again playing through, but you don't know who's going to be on a court uh, on a court on a you nightly know. basis at right. this point. Just how much is that? hammered away at what it would normally be on those sports at this point. Well, so from a handle perspective, the handle is still very strong and all it's going to do, because these games will be made up, especially in the NHL and the NBA, right? College, I don't know if every game is going to be made up, although we're in conference play now, so those will probably be made up. So it's mainly that I think is just going to be a transfer of handle, if you will. Um but what it does is is create some confusion. Now, I think folks have gotten more familiar with what we preach here at Visa, and is you know know, know the house rules. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so last night there was uh, uh, there was a, the, the Anaheim Ducks. Let's talk about the Ducks, right? Because sure. they were there were some games in the NHL that were canceled ahead of time. The Ducks game got canceled late yesterday. So what does that mean here at South Point, for instance? The game got moved. It got postponed. And so uh, uh, it's it's going to be a refund. And if it was in parlays, it, your parlay reverted down by one team. Okay, if you had a three-teamer with that with them in it, it became a two-teamer. Now I think that game is going to be played this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. It's right? Su- Sunday, Sunday, I believe. Sunday, yeah. Sunday, correct. So so what that means is now are there places out there that say that this game must be played within X amount of days? So you want to be aware of that as a better and uh, and, and understand it. So. Uh, but yeah, uh, the NBA the same thing. Uh, you know, we've always said for years check lineups. Uh, you know, in in recent years it's been uh, you know load management, quote unquote. Well, now it's it's COVID management, right? And and so you're you're seeing that in every sport uh, across the board. And as as a better and a, a bookmaker, you've got to be as aware of that as possible. And again, numbers are moving a lot quicker. And in in I would say. Uh, larger increments, too, uh, than than normal as a result of that. Vinny, I want to shift back to the NFL real mm-hmm. quick, and I want I want to just put on your your regular your regular your non odds maker non bookmaker hat real Jeez, quick. It's a little difficult. To yeah, do no, that. it's very very difficult here. I, I understand that, but just eyeballing this AFC field, let's say chalk mm-hmm. prevails this week. Yeah, can you remember a more wide open field for an, for a conference in the National Football League? Well, I'm sure there's been some times where, you know, in week 16, week 15 and 16, um, you know, uh, there, there, it's been wide open. I, I guess, um, you know, it's it's hard to pinpoint a scenario where you could say that once this reminds me of, you know, right, but, year but, X. But, but, but for one through for, seven, though. It seems like every team has like there's capabilities you, you, there. If you're if you're saying, can you make a case yes. for? Yeah, absolutely, you yes. can make a case. Well, listen, anytime the the Patriots were in the playoffs with Brady, you could make a case for them, right? Look what oh, the Giants course. did, <laughs> coming out of out of a wild card spot to win a Super Bowl, uh, uh, you know, against the Patriots, right? Uh, and 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 so you 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 could say that because look, are teams going to get healthy, Jeff? Yeah. 
you know, nobody's nobody's going to rest, and, and depending on how teams roll. And again, on the road, road the road is not a death sentence anymore. So um, a team like like the Eagles, I'm not saying the Eagles are going to go to Super Bowl, but the Eagles can run the ball, and they've they're playing well. Um, their defense isn't awful. Are they dangerous? Sure, it's the playoffs. And again, there's no clear home field domination except maybe up in Green Bay. Well, again, Chris has said uh, the Packers are the only team with the traditional three-point home field anymore yeah. for the way he power rates them. Uh, and that's just got right as now. much to do with Rodgers as it does the frozen tundra. No, well, <laughs> hey, look, having number 12 definitely helps yeah. for sure. Vinny, a pleasure as always. Good to be with you, Parlay. Well, it's been a, been a fun week for me here. Gil is back Monday. Monday. We'll be excited to see Gil back as well. It has been a numbers game here on VSIN. The Lombardi line. Patrick Maher, Michael Lombardi. On your way next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare